Hey there, Sean. Howdy, Janet. How are we doing this evening? I'm doing great. You know, I'm so, I'm so excited that once we wrap this up, I'm almost finished building my rocket. So, I mean, just a couple of more tweaks. And, man, I have big plans for this. Previously, project. you were working at a tattoo parlor. Are you going to be the first tattoo artist on Mars or something? I Set up space am, there? Well, actually, I am going to be tattooing the astronaut during takeoff. Oh, wow. Um, and, and I built the rocket, so I have faith that everything is going to go okay. Well, it's kind of bumpy, too. Make sure you uh, well, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hit the wrong place. With the needle. Anyway, okay. All right. Well, she's got to get to the rocket building, so let's do the podcast. Um, to Welcome to the next episode of Should I Watch That um, with Janet and Sean. That's Janet. I'm Sean. Hey there. In case you didn't remember. And um, our email address is shouldiwatchthat21 at gmail.com. Shouldiwatchthat21 at gmail.com. We've been getting emails still. We appreciate it. Love it, love it, love it. Keep sending them getting suggestions and um, nice comments from, from you guys that are listening to the podcast, and we really appreciate it. Um, today, I'm really looking forward to this one because this is, this is, I think this is going to be a real fun one, not like the other ones weren't, but anyway. We're <laughs> um, fun all the time. Hello. Instead of reviewing a TV show or a movie, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do a little bit of a list. It's not really top 10 per se. It's just uh, we've talked about movies a lot, and, and we both have movies that, we're just generally going to say that surprised us, right? We're going to call it just surprised us. Movies that surprised us because when you are tenured cinematic professionals like ourselves, exactly, uh, it, it is it is a rare day that I watch a movie and I actually have, can I curse for this one, where I have that, holy shit, did that just happen? Like that right. so rare for me. Um, and we're not just talking about surprise endings either. It's just, it's movies that you watched and you maybe you didn't expect a lot out of them, but then they really bowled you over or maybe they did have a surprise ending or maybe they were really creative in the way that they told the story, stuff or, like that. you know, halfway through something happens and you just sit there wondering where it came from and knowing that you literally had no idea that was coming. Exactly. So. And, it's a rare um, thing, and I've got some too. I, I, I've got a few that I'm that I might share that were that surprised me in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> meaning, meaning, I went in with really high expectations, hoping that it's going to be something. Which I really, when I see a movie, I try to tamp that down as much as I can, um, because typically you're you're going to end up being disappointed a lot of times. But still, there's some movies that I went into where I was kind of bouncing around, sitting there, going, "Oh boy, let's get this started." and and uh, and, tr- and trust me, I'm going to avoid the, the the typical stuff that we've heard about for years. I'm not going to mention Star Wars movies or or, or or anything else that is in the the realm of geekdom. Wait, but... okay, so so Darth Vader was wait was he somebody's dad, Sean? Uh, um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Um, oh wow! He, wow. Uh, he, if he he was absentee dad for sure. Um, <laughs> That's, no child uh, support. No child support. Deadbeat dad. Um, but hey, at least he did have a career. So well, you know, something. he had a job. So in a purpose, <laughs> given that. Um, so but yeah, he, I, I shall avoid that stuff. Okay. Well, and I, I think we do need to uh, perhaps provide a little heads up 
that yes. there will be spoilers, clearly. So right. if we mention a movie and you think, jeepers, I wish I have seen that. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend. Then we're going to spoil it like nobody's business. Right. So, these, I mean, probably a lot of these are movies that have been out for quite a long time. This isn't stuff that only came out in 2020 or 2019 or something like that. This could be stuff that really runs the game. That could have come out in the 80s, could have come out in the 90s. The 70s, who knows? Any, who any knows? Kind of, so anyway. So we may hear, uh, you, we, you may hear a spoiler or two. It's just letting you know. So you have been warned. So you anyway. have been warned. Um, and thank you, Australia. Uh, oh, yes. We have a listener in Australia. Oh, I don't know who you are, but we are sending you some serious love because yes. between you and a couple of others in the European area, we yes. are global. We're global. Global. We're back in our brain to try to figure out who this Australian I don't know anybody is. Don't in Australia. Are, but so, hey. Thanks. Spread the word and tell them all in Australia down under that, you know, we love, we love it. And please keep listening. So listen to us. I'm going to allow you to kick it off, Janet, with your first Aww. movie. You want me to Is this it? the part where we say ladies first and you're like, oh no, oh. I'm just being polite because you're. Uh, no, nah, I'm just letting you go first because I don't want to okay. go first. It has nothing <laughs> to do with chivalry or anything like that. So far away. Wow. Fine. Sorry. Whatever. All right, so I will kick it off with a movie from 2010. Um, Martin Scorsese directed, if you will. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley, Max von Sydow. That would be Shutter Island. So let me tell you, it is, and I'm going to do the thing. I read the book first. So this is a little bit of a combo surprise from the written word to the big screen. Did um, it follow the book? Yes. Okay. Very I didn't know it was based on a book. I did not know, not, not know it was based on a book. Um, if you're looking for a good author, uh, may I suggest Dennis Lehane? He wrote the book Shutter Island. I, years ago, was traveling for my job, sitting in an airport, engrossed in this book, like almost missed my flight because of this book. <laughs> I was so deep into it. And I got to the part that surprised me and I put the book down and I looked around desperate for someone to talk to <laughs> because I want, I had needed to talk it out like with like therapy. Um, the concept is a detective investigator of sorts is brought to an island and on this island is a, an asylum for the criminally insane high level here. And something has happened and the detective comes in, he's doing this, he's doing the interviews, everybody is accommodating him and working with him. Then at the end, do you know what happens? Stuff. The detective, he's the patient. Boom. The whole time you think he is actually doing his job, but they're all humoring him and accommodating him because he's a freaking lunatic and nothing is given away the whole time until the very end when all of a sudden you realize everything you've been led to believe is a lie. And it shocked the poo out of me. 
And I watched the movie. It was just as good, but not quite, you know, it's surprising. Right. I read the book. But I highly recommend the movie. And sorry, I just spoiled it for you, but that's. Shutter Island. Leonardo DiCaprio. Good people. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Excellent. Well, I will mark her down. Mark it down. Janet's list. All right. Okay, Sean. My first movie that I saw that. I really liked and one, one, um, one of the things that I'm a sort of a nut for, and you're going to see it on this list, uh-huh. is time travel movies. <gasps> yes. Love time travel movies, yes. um, especially ones that are, that are well done. Um, uh, the Back to the Future is not on my list. That's well known. Everybody loves that. The trilogy is great. Uh-huh. But there was a, a switching from a movie that had lots of well-known people in it to one that was very, very, very low budget. Um, mm-hmm. in 2004 called primer mm-hmm. and it is a movie about two engineers who are trying to come up with a discovery and they invent a time machine by accident mm-hmm. and it is quite clever in the movie how they uh, come to discover that they made such a discovery and who they con- uh, who they talk to about confirming that it's been done and then they in a very very I'm talking low budget like almost uh, kids in the backyard with cardboard boxes and aluminum foils making themselves into robot type <laughs> special effects they come up with a plan that and they build a human sized time machine and it's it's done in a very low-key way. It's not flashy. They don't have to drive 88 miles an hour. They, they put their time <laughs> machine in a storage unit. And there's a certain way that it operates. And it's quite complicated, the story, but they do take the time to explain it. But they don't dumb it down to the point where it's like, okay, you're going to have to like crunch your brain a little bit and go, okay, what do they, what do they have to do? And they lay out very specific rules. Because, of course, what does everybody do in a time travel movie? A lot of times they're going to try to exploit it for financial gain. Yes. And and then, of course, the movie talks about how it sort of goes down the rabbit hole and starts to devolve and how they start to, you know, um, or is one of them abusing it? Is one of them not using it as much as the other one says? Is it, you know, and it has and it doesn't have a very clear ending per se. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but it is very clever in the last, um, say, 10 minutes of the movie um, when they sort of have the big reveal as to what's been going on the whole time and and uh, and what one person's been doing uh, of the partners. It's Like I said, it was only an hour and 17 minutes. It's a really short movie, but it's really tight. The screen, the screenplay is really tight. It really gets to the point. And it's it's a fun watch. And there's, I mean, and my goodness, I've seen videos on YouTube where they're like, okay, let me explain what the guys did in Primer. And it's like, <laughs> you know, when they're referring to them as person A, B, C, and D, and E, and you're like, whoa, it, it, mm-hmm. you try to follow it. And it's, uh, it's a little, it's, it, it's fun to try to follow it, but it's a real low budget movie, Primer. Good film. It, I have seen it. And I absolutely loved it. And I know what you mean about it. it, it yeah, it's, it's like, you can, it's hard to even describe right. what you think happens. But anyway, but yes, I fully support that one. Excellent movie. 
So what do you have next? Okay, next. I know you're going to cringe. Like, I can oh, feel it coming. I can let me brace see, myself. Let me brace myself. I know. Myself. I can see the eyes rolling back in your head. But at the time when I saw it, it surprised me. Uh, 2004, Sigourney Weaver, William Hurt. Uh, and if my friend Tim is listening to this, Joe Queen Phoenix. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jesse Eisenberg had forgotten he was in it. M. Night Shyamalan, I'm so sorry, Sean, forgive uh, me, but The Village. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that coming a mile away. That's <laughs> too bad. Okay, I, I'm, I, not. I'm not. I, I don't know why <laughs> it's surprised a, I may or may not have a movie from him on my list, too. So, anyway. <laughs> But you see these people living in this village and you, you're sure it's like early America where we're still like using an outhouse and mm-hmm. wringing our clothes out and the hanging and, you know, growing our own food. Anyway. Puritan lifestyle. Puritan, thank you. There's, yes. there's the word that we're looking for. And you're sure I was invested and all of a sudden you find out it's an experiment. Yeah. These people are living here. They don't know that there's a real world out here with cars and phones and movies and life. I was shocked. Okay. I'm not rolling my eyes at the choice. Thank you. I am rolling my eyes at the fact (laughs) that you did not see that ending coming in the first 15 minutes of that movie. Cause I was like, I, I, well, I, I was. At this point, what, I, what, what number movie of this was his? Was this the second or third? What was this? Uh, was this it was Sixth Sense, but I don't know if it was before Unbreakable. I, I, it was hmm, 2004. I'd have to Google. I'd have to Google too. But I, I was thinking, I was thinking this might have been after Signs. I don't. I, it was Unbreak. I mean, it was. I know Sixth Sense was first, and then it might have been Signs next, and then maybe this one was third. But at this point, the guy had gotten so, so he's gotten sort of a rep at this point of having sort of the twist ending, you yes. Know? And so maybe I shouldn't be rolling my eyes too much because you know I did sort of go into the the next that when I saw that movie, I'm like, okay, there's going to be something at the end, and then <laughs> I kind of was like, okay, I think I know what's going on here, and especially when they no. say send the blind girl, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I can see where okay. you're going. All right, so I, I asked the Google. Um, Unbreakable was 2000. Okay. Sixth Sense was 99. The Happening was 2008. So this was somewhere okay. in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. But man, I, maybe, you know, 2004, I was a young and naive yes, little Janet. Just, just Young and naive little Janet. I mean, so. could barely buy a drink. At, I could you barely. <laughs> Barely. I didn't even know what alcohol was, Sean. Yes. I was young. Exactly. Anyway. The village. Good choice. Good choice. Good Thank choice. You. I'm not poo pooing the choice. But it's it is it is definitely it's definitely not on my list. It's pretty low on and not shallow minds movies for me, but still not a bad mm-hmm. flip. Not a bad Okay. Flip. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So for me, number two, switching to a more family movie. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I'm a dad. I got kids. So yeah. I've spent my fair share at the movie theater watching um, the animated fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, 
and I, th- my next choice is an animated movie. Uh, it's it's a Disney movie. It's not Pixar. Uh, Pixar sort of low hanging fruit. You know, they they do such a good job generally on all of their movies. But there was one I took the kids to go see, and I really wasn't expecting much from it. And in the end, I think I had more fun with it <laughs> than the kids did. And this would be, um, uh, see if you can guess it by who, who, who did the voice. It was Miley Cyrus and John Travolta in Bolt, which was a movie oh. about John Travolta playing Bolt the Superdog. <laughs> and but the hook of the movie was the silly hook of the movie was he that he was a star of a TV show. Bolt was um, uh-huh. where he played Bolt the Superdog, and it was his job to protect. I believe her name was Penny, like, although I can't remember Miley Cyrus's character. And but the hook of the movie was, and the reason why the show was so successful was that the dog actually believed he had superpowers. <laughs> Because the director who was in it was like, and I thought this was so clever in that, you know, he was like some sort of a method director, but he was a method director with the dog where, you know, so they had the, they had the special effects set up to where anytime he ever did a super bark or every time he, and and he barked, all the stuff would blow up in front of him. Or anytime he had to do some sort of an action scene and he knocked over a, a a stuntman would fly across the screen or something. So he thought he was actually a super dog. And so he got separated from his keeper and she was, you know, she was tired of doing the show and wanted to, and now the whole, the whole movie is him trying to get back thinking the whole time that he has superpowers. But then of course, when he gets away from the movie studio and everything, he realizes he doesn't. And he thinks that styrofoam peanuts are his kryptonite. And that's why <laughs> he doesn't have superpowers anymore. And it was just really clever the best character in the whole movie is a hamster who spends most of the, the who spends most of the movie in his hamster ball. His name is Rhino, and he thinks that Bolt is real because he loves watching televisions. And he thinks, uh-huh. oh, and he meets him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm such a hero!" And then he wants to be his sidekick, and he wants to kill all the enemies. And it's just, and then they have pigeons in it that that they always mark their locations by looking at two pigeons. And if they're in New York, or then there are two New York pigeons that have a New York accent, and then they go to the South, and it's two Southern pigeons, and then they go to California, and it's two pigeons that are trying to pitch an idea for a TV show. And the whole movie, I was cackling. I was, and I was sitting down. Honestly, I was going to see it, going, "Okay, this is probably going to be okay." But hey, you know, it's an afternoon with the kids; they love watching this stuff. So let's sit down. And the whole, and when the movie started, I was just like, "Oh, man, this is awesome!" And so. I loved it. I loved it. So that's one of my, that's my, that's my family fair pick is Bolt. And I believe you can watch it on Disney plus if you have the Disney plus streaming service. So interesting. Okay. So, okay. Well, in that case, I will, I will match you with the cartoon. If you will. All right. Um, surprised and happy that you have an animated pick well watch it be heavy metal and this guy (laughs) (laughs) i love it when he bit the head off the bat no yes um uh so i i i tend to avoid some of the heartwarming things and the animated things not always my speed clearly if you know me but i was convinced talked into nay threatened to (laughs) not watch 
a movie. And let's see, some of the voices are Bill Hader, um, the, uh, Mr. T. I voiced a character in this one, and a couple of others that I don't recall right off the top of my head. What are you talking about? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes, indeed. That's a good one. I sat down thinking, wow, I will humor and I will just watch it and then it'll be over. I laughed so hard at points Mm -hmm. that we had to pause the movie and rewind it. Just so I could catch everything that was happening, and my, it, kids, my kids used to walk around the house and go Flintlock Wood. I've got my eye on you, you Flintlock Wood. And yeah. I will admit that for a certain amount of time, the ringtone on my phone was Flint. You have a call, Flint. You have a call, <laughs> and it was the best. And it made me smile every time. And the spray on shoes, and it, it know, is. Neil Patrick Harris did a voice in that movie too. Do you know that? Oh, oh, he was the monkey. He was Steve the monkey. <laughs> With the come thought here, translator, the monkey <laughs> thought translator. Come here, come here. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> anyway, so I that one, I, I if you had ever good told choice. me that good I choice. would be laughing to the point of tears. Did you um, watch the sequel? I did. I I enjoyed it, but it was not as as good good. as the original. No, No. it wasn't as good. Yeah. And uh, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine did the voice of the jock. Um, Oh, which, Andy Samberg? Yes. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Or Chicken Brad or whatever his name is, the bully. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Ah, what do you know? There you go. What do you know? Brilliant, brilliant movie. All right. Good choice. Yes. Next on my list. Go for it. Is going all the way back to 1987. My sister <sighs> is going to chuckle at this one. Uh-huh. This, movie, this movie is directed by the Coen brothers, written by the Coen brothers. Oh, no. Starring Holly Hunter, starring Nicolas Cage. And uh-huh. it is Raising Arizona. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I. Yes. This is uh, now, the reason this is on my list of movies that surprised me was because, and then my sister listens to this podcast, so she's going to be grinning at this. Is that uh, I, I've seen many a movie uh, with my sister, and um, we went to the Friendly Center Shopping Center when they had a, in, in Greensboro, North Carolina, when they uh-huh. were there, uh, a movie theater there, and we went to go see. Um, uh, the movie Inner Space with Martin Short. Oh my God! And, yes, uh, De- Dennis Quaid. Love that one. My sister's a big Dennis Quaid fan too. And uh, but they were that night they were playing a, a double feature where mm-hmm. it was like you watch Inner Space and then after Inner Space is over you can stay and watch Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Now I knew nothing about Raising Arizona. All I knew was the movie poster, which I believe was Holly Hunter and Nicolas Cage and a baby all sitting on a chase lounge in the desert <laughs> next to one of those silver Airstream trailers. Mm-hmm. And I knew nothing about it. I mean, zero about it. And uh, and we really just wanted to go see Interspace. And I believe it was like the second movie cranked up like at 10 o'clock or something like that. So, I mean, it was late. And uh, and there weren't that many people in the theater. So we watched Interspace. Interspace is a good movie, fun movie. We watched it. And, uh, and we were like, oh, well, do you want to 
you want to stay and watch this other movie, whatever it is, Raising Arizona? I don't even know what it's about. He's like, ah, me either. No, I, 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 we can. Why not? We'll just look at the first. Why not just look at the first little bit of it? If we like it, we can stay. If we don't, we'll leave. And if anybody has seen that movie, the first 10, 15 minutes is nothing but Nicolas Cage going through a dialogue about his trials and tribulations <laughs> of robbing convenience stores. And and the movie just starts out with him coming on the, <laughs> the screen for a mugshot, and he just says, my name is H.I. McDonough. But you call me high. And him going in and out of prison and being in the prison the prison support groups where it's like, you know, a lot of people of this age are married and settled down with family, but you're in prison, you know. Why Why do you think that is high? And John Goodman's like, well, sometimes work got to come before family. And, I mean, it was just line after line after line of just this ridiculous dialogue. And my sister and I just stood, just sat there watching that whole scene because it takes five or, I mean, it takes 10 minutes to get through it. And then they start running the, the, the hillbilly music and, and, and Raising Arizona comes on the screen and everything. And we just watched it almost in stone silence, like with our mouth agape, <laughs> could not believe what we're seeing. And then they, when that title ran, we both just looked at each other and just started wailing laughing. Thinking it was so funny. And we watched the whole, I mean, and then I'll never forget that experience of seeing it. And I've seen it so many times after that. And it, and it's funny, but really, if you really, if you really look at it, it does have some deeper meanings with the matching tattoos between Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage's character and then Randall Tex Cobb, who's the guy that it's just, it's, and what baby did they take? And it's like Nathan Jr. I think, because <laughs> he, he goes to kidnap one of a set of quintuplets if you've never seen the movie because they can't have a baby and they got more than they can handle <laughs> baby wise and anyway if you've never seen it do yourself a favor and just go back rent the dvd find it somewhere online and just watch raising arizona because it is a hoot and a half go to Great blockbuster movie. rent the vhs <laughs> and watch it yes find I- it one of my favorite lines from the movie is when uh, John Goodman's character, he and the other guy break out of prison and they, and they show up Yeah. and uh, Holly Hunter, or, or they ask them about their early release. And he's, yeah. well, we released ourselves our, on our own recognizance. recognizance. Yeah. <laughs> what we mean to say is we thought we, we did the prison didn't offer us anything. <laughs> nothing left to offer us or something like that. It's, oh God. Uh, excellent choice. Brilliant. Go. So number four, we're on your number four on your list. So what are we doing? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to take it a little darker as I All usually right. do. Uh, from 2006, directed by Christopher Nolan with Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Scarlett Johansson, or Johansson. I don't know how to, anyway. Um, the Prestige. Oh, yes. Good choice. Uh, where we have competing magicians if you will uh, trying to outperform trying to have the best show the biggest audiences and Hugh Jackman's character has this big act at the end of his shows where he drowns and then suddenly reappears somewhere and you're sure that he has escaped said Mm -hmm. drowning in the tank full of the water and it's only at the end of the movie that you realize he never escapes. He dies every time. And another version of him 
shows up to continue his life. So yes. that's his big, at the, for all of his shows, he drowns and dies. Yeah, he got a, he got a machine from Nicholas Tesla that actually yes. worked. And the interesting yes. thing about that movie, too, is the two competing magicians both had this money trick that mm-hmm. they, that they you know, and both of them were desperate to figure out how did that the other one pull that one off. Mm-hmm. And so Christian Bale's magician, his character had a, had a trick, too, and... And uh, I, maybe I'll save that one for Pete. But he had a trick too, where he was desperately trying to figure out how he did it, and there was a real interesting twist in how he pulled off that trick as well uh, in the movie. Um, but anyway, uh, good, good flick, good flick. Uh, Christopher Nolan, yes. big fan. Big yes, fan. yes, yes, we are. Okay, so All right, next for you, I'm going to go. So I've gone uh, time travel, science fiction. I've gone family movie. I've gone comedy. I'm going to go horror. Ooh, now and i'm not it. even really a big horror fan myself but there is some horror movies that i've seen and th- i'm being very specific about the movie um okay. that i'm going to mention um because it's part of a franchise and i don't necessarily like the other ones that they've been done but um the one that really got me was 2004 saw the original saw Ooh. okay oh my goodness not Saw 2, not Saw 3, not Saw 94, not Saw the Last <laughs> Chapter, not Saw 3D or whatever one, you know. And I think Chris Rock is even doing another one that's coming out too. Not I saw, saw the final trailer for it this weekend and it yes. looks pretty messed up like the other ones right. weren't. Anyway. And um, and again, I saw this movie. I saw Saw. Huh. You saw Saw? Um, I watched this movie at... I don't exactly remember the circumstances of watching it, but I remember I watched it by myself. It might have been um, a long time before, before we moved. um, I had a job where I occasionally would have to work like a third shift schedule, monitoring computer processes and such. Uh And it was a lot of dead air, a lot of dead time. You know, you you could just really watch and make sure nothing aired out. And so sometimes, you know, you'd watch an occasional movie and I might've watched it that time in the middle of the night in third shift by myself when I was at work. So I don't know, but um, it was, uh, and I'm going to mention it sort of, I'm going to compare it to the other movies because I'm going to tell you where I think the other movies went wrong. Okay. Saw was, I mean, it had, it had horror elements in it for sure. Uh And it had some, you know, graphic violence in it for sure. Um, but it wasn't overloaded with it. It was not overloaded with it. I mean, there were, and even some of the scenes where, uh, graphic injuries were being done to people, they didn't really show a lot of it. It was just kind of like alluded to. And of course the person would be screaming or whatnot, but it isn't what I refer to and what people have referred to as torture porn. It wasn't, it wasn't just graphic violence for graphic violence sakes. And, um, the other movies, I think, um, and, and I, I think they, they thought, oh, that's what's so popular about these movies is the elaborate traps and the gross ways that people can die. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what people want to see. And, and I haven't seen all of the other movies. I've seen uh, probably three of them in the hopes that they would maybe recreate what I got from the first movie. But the big thing that got me with Saw is the ending I mean, just hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh-huh. It, uh-huh. I did not see that coming from a mile away. And uh, I think we've talked about it before. A movie gets extra bonus points for me always when it yep. ends in a way when I'm like, okay, I haven't seen that before. Didn't see that coming from a mile away. Uh-huh. Um, so 
if you haven't seen that movie, I will tell you that it is, uh, you know, it is horror. It does have some gross elements in it. I don't think it's nearly as bad as some other stuff that you, that you'd see nowadays. I mean, at this point it's what going on 17 years old. Oof. Okay. So. So I'm pretty sure I saw Saul. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember the ending that you're talking about. Um, well, you, you remember that they were stuck in a room, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Elways and the other guy. I can't remember his name. But they were stuck in a room trapped with a guy who had been murdered, a dead body. Yes. <gasps> That's as far as I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I'm with you now. <laughs> I wish you all could see what okay. she's doing right now. <laughs> While we're podcasting, we can see each other, and I'm making vo- motions. Uh, so he looks like he's trying to help land a 747. <laughs> there you go. But coming, didn't see that coming. Wow. And, um, okay. Yeah. And the and the other the other movies tried to recreate that shocking ending you to mix success, but really it was. You know, by the end of it, I'm like, okay, this is, they they were really stretching it kind of thing. Uh But the very first one was creative. It was low budget, um, which a lot of these movies, a lot of these movies that are on my list, I think are sort of, you know, they're not mega million blockbuster type things, which I think a lot of times if, if, if they don't have a lot of money and you've got to focus more on story, you know, it's a, that's when the good scripts come out. Maybe, I don't know, but saw 2004 horror movie does have some gross elements in it, I will warn you, but it's still, I think it's a very well done, clever thriller. Excellent choice. I had forgotten that I saw saw. (laughs) Okay. I just like saying saw saw. All right. Did you see saw? Uh, Okay. Um, All right. My next one, Mm -hmm. 1992. Oh, taking it back a ways. Uh, Directed by Neil Jordan. Forrest Whitaker, Jay Davidson, The Crying Game. I haven't seen it. Have not seen that movie. Okay. I think I know the ending, though. Yes. It's, it's been well documented over the years of what that big shocker ending was. So, Well, and, you know, I take you back to 2004 for The Village for young, innocent Janet. This is a little farther back even to 1992 for even younger more innocent Janet. Um, The high level concept is Forrest Whitaker's character has promised someone that he will go check on the character Dill. And Dill is a hairstylist salon kind of whatever. And he goes to check on Dill and kind of finds himself digging it. And only is it too late that he realizes that the lovely, beautiful Dill has boy parts, if I'm just going to put it that way. Surprise, surprise. I didn't see it coming. I had no idea. And I saw it in the theater with some friends and fell out of my chair. I had no idea that that was going to be the twist. Shocked me. Yes. Was the movie itself that good? Eh, not really. Yeah, but that shock value at the end, right? Because you know that, that you're the same way as me. Bonus points for bonus points for 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 hitting me over the head with something that I haven't seen before. So, yep, unexpected, 
Shocker. The Crying Game. 1992. Yes. That's going way, mm-hmm. way back. Okay. Way back. Good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm reviewing my list. Okay. Um, I am going... <laughs> I'm going to stick with the horror theme, sort of. Okay. Um, okay. This is this is a horror movie again. This is the only other horror movie that's on my list, but it's sort of a horror comedy. Um, it has. Um, I'll look it up here in a minute. I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, saw it on Netflix, and mm-hmm. it is called Tucker and Dale versus. <laughs> <laughs> And if you haven't seen it, <laughs> it is. It, have you seen it? Yes. Okay, you and good, I, had, you, I believe we had an email exchange oh, when yes, I reviewed yes. it on my Facebook page. You're right. You're because, right. Yes. We had differing feelings about <laughs> it. It is, uh, it is part horror movie. It is only an hour and 30 minutes long. It was made in 2010. The biggest guy in it is. Uh, Alan Tudyk, who was, you know, the pirate in Dodgeball and also in Firefly, mm-hmm. if you like that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and in Resident Alien, recently released on Sci-Fi. There you go. So. But it is a sort of a send-up of the uh, <laughs> murderous redneck Cabin in the Woods type movies. Um, Cabin in the Woods, by the way. I want to throw that in there real quick. That's a good one. You hadn't seen that one, oh, too. It, I like uh, that with uh, 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 Chris Helmsworth. It, and isn't it doesn't it also have the guy who was in oh here we go again uh, i don't know mom Gee, oh geez the with um martin martin his lady the west wing the bradley uh well he yeah, the guy that worked, but he works kind of behind the scenes though right? yeah but he's yeah. in it okay yeah, well yeah. that was a really waste of time for me to try to get there with it okay keep going sorry <laughs> but anyway uh tucker and dale versus evil is uh it, it's a send-up of the cabin in the woods type thing of you know the the the, the frolicking horny teenagers that mm-hmm. are on the, that are on the spring break trip with cooler full of beer you know <laughs> going out in the woods beer um for some shenanigans and uh <laughs> And there's just these great scenes where Tucker and Dale are two brothers and they look like your, you know, stereotypical rednecks. But um, uh, Dale really wants to talk to the, one of the pretty blondes and his brother's trying to give him this pep talk about, you know, you're just as good as they are and you're smart and you're, you're caring and they're just these real sweet, sensitive guys. <laughs> But this guy can't talk to women, so he and then they they, they see each other, the, the group of teenagers and the Tucker and Dale at a gas station, and of course the group of teenagers looks at them with distrust and oh my goodness, they're wearing overalls and they're dirty and they got ball caps on and trucker hats or whatever. And then Dale just comes over and he's just completely befuddled by the girl and he's just like, So you guys you guys you guys going out in the woods? <laughs> and he sounds creepy. As, and they are like, hey, man, just get away from us, okay? Just get away from us. And the whole rest of the movie is just ridiculous situation after ridiculous situation of people getting killed in the most gruesome and slapstick <laughs> ways that you can possibly imagine. And it's the whole time I'm watching it, I'm again watching this going, I cannot believe I have never heard of this movie. I can't, because I, again, I watched it on a lark and I'm like, this is hilarious. This is not going to be everybody's taste. I'm going to tell you that right now, but it just 
made me giggle, uh, even when people are diving into wood chippers. So it was, um, it was funny and had a good little story. So Tucker and Dale versus evil. It's been on Netflix a lot. I don't know if it's on Netflix now, but it's been on Netflix for a while. So, well, and thus endeth my horror category. Well, and I mean, anything with the wood chipper, I immediately think Deadpool two when, you know, when they lose a couple of people in the Vulture yes. Wood Chipper. I mean, it doesn't yes. get more funny than that. I just Yes. Peter. Walk away, Peter. Walk just away. walk away. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Right. Okay. What is next on your list? All right. I am going to go um I, I, this it, horror. it has to be horror. All right. Uh, 2018, directed by Ari Aster with Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne. And I blame my friend William, who I really hope is listening to this, because he sent me a message one day and said, I kind of want to watch this movie, but I don't know if it's any good. Watch it for me and let me know what you think. <laughs> and being a good friend that I am, because, right, I proceeded to watch Hereditary. Yeah. And <laughs> I I have to say that the level of emotional scarring that occurred it is was, a tough watch. It was it was deep and pervasive and <laughs> I probably cursed a lot at William the next day when I told him that I watched it. Um it, it, Tony Collette, I cannot watch her in anything else now because I see her from Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, without much build up, the biggest the biggest thing that I sat there, I watched, I was sitting there watching, and I like it's one of those where I can't say I didn't see it coming. But I saw it coming about three seconds before it happened. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't see it coming. Uh, okay. I'm not credit for that. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I did. Um, but there is a scene where brother and sister are hanging out at a party. The sister eats something that she's allergic uh, to. Nuts I've seen this movie. I know what you're talking about. And she, go- she starts having an allergic reaction. She doesn't have medication. Her brother's a little high. And instead of calling 911, puts her in the car and says, we'll drive to the hospital. And sister's in the back seat, clawing at her face and neck. She can't breathe. She rolls down the window. I'm going to go ahead and do it here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, it's, it's dark, late at night. She rolls down the window. She sticks her head out the window like a happy dog, trying to breathe. Her brother is watching her in the rear view, trying to drive a little bit high on the weed. Mm-hmm. And you see them coming up on a telephone pole. And about that time, the brother looks back at her. And when he looks up, there's something in the road, a cow, a dog. I can't remember. The, there was a uh, telephone pole. And he swerved. Yeah, and well, when, oh, he, oh, yeah, and when he swerved, his sister's head was still hanging out the window and he freaking decapitates his sister with a telephone pole. And then he drives home, parks the car, goes upstairs and goes to bed. Yeah. 
No, he just, I, sits, he just sits there for a minute, too. And this, he just sits you know. there like, so yeah. logic dictates that I just go home and rest now. Right. And that scene and the subsequent morning when Tony Collette goes downstairs to get in her car and sees. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever been so disturbed mm-hmm. by anything in my life. Now, I mean, and, this is movies that surprised us, but I mean, it's like, do you, damn, did, did, I mean, did you recommend this? Do you recommend this movie? If you want to be effed up for a week or two and <laughs> yeah. maybe need some therapy and it's a movie, to- I, I've seen it. I, I, I watched it because, um, there's, there's a few, uh, a few or three YouTube people that review movies that I respect and I watch them and generally the tastes that they have line up with mine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they mentioned that movie, you know, and it said, yeah, it's a horror movie, but you know, it's not in the, it's not again, like torture porn per se. It's not gross mm-hmm. per se. <laughs> like, like some of the stuff is, you know yes. what I'm talking about. They, the wow. movies yeah. they just want to go, go for the splat and the, you know, and the red splash on the wall. Right. I, I, I I do not recommend this movie for people. I, I I know, and it was lauded the year it came out with as just you know a masterpiece of horror. And maybe if you're a big big horror fan, it will be something that you like. But I have never watched a movie I don't think that has filled me with such sense of dread. Yes, as that movie did. And um, I mean, I didn't turn it off. I mean, it held my interest. So I was like, I got to see how this comes out. But I mean, by the end of it, it didn't feel, it, it filled me with a, I mean, so if you're a horror buff, it's horror well done. So I'm told, but I'm not the greatest judge of horror. And that scene you're talking about with her, with the girl, I mean, my word, as, it, as, it, a, as a parent, I was like, oh, sweet goodness. I can't watch it. I will never watch it again. No, I, I I'll never watch it again. I, it's one of those where my logical brain says it was so brilliantly done mm-hmm. that I want to watch it again to take it all in, but my emotions cannot handle right. it. Right. And then there's it even was, towards the end of the movie, there's a scene there's, where you see Tony Collette like suspended oh, in the air. Oh, and I was like, trying oh, to get to the oh attic, my, trying to get yes, into the attic. Oh my just, God. <laughs> Creep, yes. Creepy. So it creeped me out. So that, I mean, that's the job I want oh. to do. So yeah. good well, on and, you. Um, not quite as bad, but if you like, if you lean toward the dark and twisty of that type, I believe Ari Aster was also the director of a movie called Midsummer. Yes. Uh, that it. came out a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch that one again either. Nope. 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 It, wasn't as, it wasn't quite yeah. as bad. But... I, will, I will say this about Midsummer: It's the only horror movie I've ever seen that was completely in daylight. That Okay. Th- I'm so glad you said that because typically it's always dark or like, right. Oh, I'm the only one in the house and my flashlights burn out, but I'm right. going to go upstairs anyway and see what's going on in the dark. No, it is Bright the brightest, sunshine. sunniest, floral, greenery, sunshine, happy, oh, jacked yeah. up horror movie. Man. Right. Anyway. Anyway, I digress. So, anyway, okay. good. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to brighten it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to. I'm up a little bit, but you may get mad at me because okay. the one I'm getting ready to say. All right, go for it. Again, uh, I'd mentioned at the beginning that I'm partial to time travel movies. Yes. So one of my favorite that I've watched, which is also in the realm of a romantic comedy, <gasps> is a movie called About Time. 
Oh. <laughs> Many moons ago, Janet sent me profanity-laden texts because I suggested this movie to her. And she was so mad that I made her watch this movie because it made her cry and cry mm-hmm. and cry. And she said she was a blubbering mess at the end of it. Anyway, the basic setup is um, uh, a, a young man is told at the beginning of the movie that the men in his family have a particular gift where they can travel back in time. And um, it does not, it is not like primer. It does not get stuck in the uh, minutia of <laughs> how it's done or how they do it or what they're, you know, it's just, but there's this wonderful scene at the beginning of the movie where this father is explaining it to him and his son's like, clearly you're joking with me. And he's like, I'm not joking with you. You know? And uh, he goes, just go in a closet and think about where you want to go. And, you know, there's a bit of a rumble and a tumble and you'll find yourself there. And so he goes and he tries it. And I believe the first time he takes himself back to a new year's Eve party or something that happened a couple of days before that or something. Mm -hmm. And he kisses the girl that he did not kiss or something. And, uh, and he comes back and they have a discussion like, you know, I don't believe this. Yeah. I can't, does mom know? And he's like, not a whistle. I wish I could remember the name of the guy who's in it, but I didn't look it up. But the mother, the women in the family don't know anything about it, but the whole setup of the movie is they have this wonderful father son conversation about what he's going to do with this gift. Mm-hmm. And um, he immediately says, you know, well, I'm thinking about, it. I don't want to work money, you know? And he goes, Oh, that's a mixed bag. And they just point to a painting on the wall of his, I don't know, his uncle Russell or something like that. And he was, he was a complete douchebag. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, and his, and his father reveals that what he's done with the gift is to read any book that he ever wanted to read. And his mm-hmm. son simply says, I think I'd like to use it to find a girlfriend. Aww. And, And he wants to find love. And so he uses that gift and he meets uh, Rachel McAdams in the movie. And it's just, you know, scene after scene after scene of just really light romantic comedy moments where, I mean, I found it hilarious because, you know, the first night that they're ever, they ever sleep together, he's not happy with his performance. So he goes into the closet and he comes back and he does a little bit better and then he's still not so happy and he goes and he goes back and then he does just a, you know, until he's like, you know, they're on the floor and she's just like, wow, I don't believe that kind of thing. And, and um, it's just a lot, a lot of those moments. And it does, while the movie is really about, you think it's about time travel in the end, it's really about the relationship between the father and the, and the son. And it's just, I remember watching it with my wife. And when it was over, I was just, I just said, and I've never said this. I was like, that was a lovely movie. <laughs> and I never say stuff like that. that came out, I said, that was just really, really nice. I really like that. And, um, and I've probably seen it since then, probably three times, but it's a, it's a good movie. But Janet got mad at me because. <laughs> it made me cry. <laughs> And nobody makes Janet cry. It's like nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody makes Mm-mm. Janet cry. There's no so. crying in podcasting. <laughs> is there? I don't so know. So that is my next pick. Now, do you, have, do you have another one? Did you have one more? I actually have two. Two more. Go. All right. Hit it. Mm. Was that your last one? Oh, no, no. I got no, no. Oh, more. Okay. <laughs> I got enough for, I got movies that surprised us part two, you know. <laughs> 
We can go all night here. So Today's podcast will last six hours and 42 minutes. <laughs> Pause for bathroom breaks. Um, okay. So I'm down to my top two. All and right. I, I really kind of, I couldn't decide which was number one. And uh, when I when I tell you the final one, I'll tell you why it was number one. Okay. Um, okay. So this one, 1999, David Fincher, Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Helena Bonham Carter, Fight Club. Fight Club. Freaking Fight Club. That is good. Besides the fact that it is a brilliant movie and so well written and so well. Are you going to do spoilers? Did. Yes. I'm so, okay. It's, it's 1999. People. It's yeah, I, seriously. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I did not see it coming. Me either. At all. Because Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are two completely different people clearly interacting with each other right. and with Helena Bonham Carter's character through the entire movie until almost the bitter end wink. when you find out, winky winky, that they are actually the same person. And yeah. I lost my mind. Did yep. not see it coming in any way, shape or form. And for those of you who saw it coming, do not shame me. Do not shame me. <laughs> no. Did not see it coming. No. And I, I watched that movie on the recommendation of a friend um, that I used to work with who this is this and uh, I think the fifth element, you know, Wes, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi, Wes. This is a, uh, I, I always remember him saying those were two of his favorite movies and the fifth element never did anything for me. I hated Chris oh, Tucker in the whole movie. Don't even get me started. Anyway, I couldn't, didn't I'll like think- the fifth element, but he loves it. But hey, you know, there's movies I love, people, people don't like. So I, I teach his own. But he said, Fight Club, watch Fight Club, Fight Club, Fight Club, Fight Club, watch it. So Cheryl and I sat down and started watching it. Cheryl didn't finish it. She walked really? She's like, I, this is, I can't watch this. This is stupid. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, if I give it 45 minutes, I'm like, all right, I got to just see. Yeah. You know? And I really, well, honestly, I wasn't feeling it. I was like, okay, this isn't bad. But I really wasn't feeling it. But then it got to the end, and I was like, "Holy crap! Really? <laughs> what just happened?" You know? And then I walk. And then I walk. I walk. And then uh, uh, my wife was in the other room doing something. I don't remember what. But I, I remember walking in the room, going, "Edward Norton and Brad Pitt were like the same dude the whole movie." <laughs> and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I don't know. You got to watch it. It was, <laughs> was crazy." And, and so again. It immediately, I, I would say that movie probably got a six for me up yeah. until that point, and then probably it ticked up to about an eight mm-hmm. because, again, didn't see it coming. Mm. Well, mm. and one of my favorite parts about that is, you know, when he's talking about the air travel and everything, he always talks about his single serving friends, mm-hmm. and that really resonated with me because I I used to travel, not just driving travel but travel by air for my job a lot more than I do now um and and it is it is so true when you think about it they give you a little bit of this and a little bit of that and you're stuck with a person for three hours and if you can't convince them to shut the f up and leave you alone because your earbuds are in and you have to talk to them but that that whole single serving friends part of it really got me yeah 
Really yeah, I mean, cool. it, and it really, in, in, any movie that'll that'll make you go, well, I need to go back and watch that again. Yes. And then go watch Just, that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Um, my next choice is, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It was okay. um, directed by Brian Singer. Um, mm, okay. The name Kaiser Cerze might <gasps> bring, and that would be the usual suspects. I almost put that on the list too. <laughs> um, uh, the whole movie is sort of told in flashback. Uh, it is the, uh, uh, God, what's his name? He's the, the creepo that doesn't do movies anymore. Kevin Spacey. Um, Kevin Spacey. Yes. He is a uh, verbal Kent and he plays <laughs> someone that is arrested and he is, recounting his tale about how he came to be amongst this ship that has been burned and blown up and there's dead people everywhere and what's going on. And he sees, and, and he's recants a tale of how he and some other master criminals got together, you know, to pull off the perfect job. And um, the whole time the, there's this mythical super criminal named Kaiser Cersei that they're wondering you know, he, he's the one that's behind it all. He's the one that's pulling the strings. I'm not giving this away if you haven't seen it because it, it floored me. I'm not giving it away. Uh-huh. Um, it has one of the best twist endings I have ever, ever seen in a movie. Did not see it coming at all. And Kevin Spacey not, notwithstanding, it's a wonderful performance by him. Uh-huh. And it's a wonderful performance. Um, and I could talk for an hour about this movie, just about some of the characters, because I've even watched. It's one of the few movies that I've I've watched with director commentary. I usually don't like it, uh-huh. <laughs> but I've watched this one with director commentary. I've seen interviews about it, about you know little things in this movie. Once you watched it once, you could pick up on things, and it's just uh-huh. super super great movie. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And um, and it's it's definitely in my top five. I can't ever come up with top 10 list of movies because there's too many that I like but The Usual Suspects Brian Singer director if you haven't seen it see that movie good movie brilliant brilliant movie so I'm excited we're down to your number one well it, okay I think I know what it is I think probably I'm like an open book uh, but before that it, you made me think of Kevin Spacey um, and then I mentioned Brad Pitt earlier I almost put on my list um, is it seven yeah that's a tough watch too. Yeah, but just because at the end, it, is that David Fincher too? I would have to look that up. I'm uh, not yeah, sure. No, I'm not sure either. Uh, but I know, and it has um, Morgan Freeman in it. Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, it's it's a brilliant movie. Uh, but but the, at the very end, you know, I and I, I can't say I was surprised by that one. But I think there are nah. people who might be. Um, just that last scene. What's in the box? In Tell the me box. what's in the box. What's in the box? Oh, it's in the yeah. box. Anyway, <clears throat> okay. All right. So my my so last one on my about list. David Fincher, oh, by the way. Oh, it's Steve. Yes. Thank you, Internet. and <laughs> thank you, Interwebs, for making our lives better. Um, all right. So my last one, and it's incredibly predictable, but. It is the first movie I ever remember seeing in the theater that floored me, that surprised me, that caught me off guard. I was shocked. So I have to put it on the list. 1999, 
Bruce Willis, M. Night Shyamalan, The Sixth Sense. Yes. And I mean, I, I know, predictable, everybody, but I never saw it coming. Didn't either. And Didn't either. if you look back, you totally see it. Right. Once you know. But. Did you know about the color red in the in the movie? No, I did not. If you go, I'll give you something else to look at when you watch it the next time. Okay. Any Anytime. I believe I'm going to get this right, but anytime that Bruce Willis tries to interact with the environment uh-huh. and it, nothing works, there's always the color red. Like the <gasps> doorknob he tries to open is red. Ooh, and good anytime he, Yeah, and, and I, I saw that in an interview way after the movie was, you know, long uh-huh. since out and everyone knew, you know, the secret. Right. Um, uh, M. Night Shyamalan said, he said, I thought it was, I was telegraphing it a mile away because of the, because of the color red. Because well, he goes, yeah, every, every, yeah, I know, but you know, when yeah. you go back and look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but he, he did the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thunk? Um, 51st Dates is the best use of the movie, uh, The Sixth Sense, ever. If you ever, did you see that movie with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore? I mean, she, not had a, a, <laughs> she had a short-term memory loss, and every day she relives <laughs> the same day. And so I'm, she she watches the six minutes every day with her dad and her brother. She's like, she's surprised every time. Wow, he was dead the whole time. Can you believe it? And they're, they're like, oh yeah, well, I can't believe uh, that. You know? <laughs> I saw it, but I'm not a Sandler fan. Yeah. Um, and one little shout out, uh, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Who was the little kid in the sixth sense. The second best thing he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Is to play a character on and on the show What We Do in the Shadows. He is a new familiar that they get, and his name is Topher. Um, so if you, I I cannot recommend What We Do in the Shadows enough. But there's a great episode with Haley Joel Osment. Um, now he's an adult. As, that, as, as an adult, sh- yeah, okay, okay. it's like a couple of years ago. Yeah, and he did plays you, Topher, Topher, one of the familiars. Did you watch the show uh, The Boys on Amazon? Yes, I did. Yeah, he was in that too. Remember, he was yes. a mesmer. Yes, yes, yeah. he was, he was a, a mind reading superhero in that. In the, yeah, well, really he was much better as a familiar with the vampire. Yeah, show. anyway, I wish he could have done a little bit more, but I guess it just didn't translate when he got older. He hasn't been in a whole lot of stuff no. you know, growing well, up, but I mean, less is but more. still, well, he, uh, you know, he was in that movie Pay It Forward, I know too. And my sister, she always tells me, I hate the ending of that movie, but <laughs> but uh, that's what maybe that's what she thinks of. The Sixth Sense, really. There's a yep. movie. There's a movie that you didn't mention that I am shocked. That's oh. on my. That's on my list. Oh snap! What is it? It's the next one on my list. Now this movie is like when you watch it, you might at the end of it, you're gonna go what? Mm-hmm. And you're like, gosh, on enough with the time travel movies, will you? But there's a movie with Ethan Hawke, and it's called Predestination. <laughs> and. He, there is a, the setup of the movie is that time travel has been invented. I believe in the movie it was in either like 1981 or 1991 or something like that. But there is a time agency whose job it is, is to use time machines that are in very, uh, like briefcase type things. I'm reminded of that show, The Umbrella Academy, if anybody has seen that on Netflix. They have time machines that are briefcases in that too. Uh Mm-hmm. But their job is to go throughout time and prevent horrific things from happening. 
And Ethan's hawk job in the movie is he is hunting down somebody, I believe that's called the Fizzer, bom- the Fizzle Bomber, Fizzle Bomber, who has been responsible for terrorist bombings that have killed any number of people. And I cannot even begin <laughs> to try to explain <laughs> the people that he meets. <laughs> In his travels and the interactions he has with these people and mm-hmm. and how they loop back on one another and it is just crazy and I have never in my life seen anything that is even close to matching the convoluted, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way, I mean <laughs> the just absolutely crazy plot of that movie. One might say there are some intricate relationships that develop. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. It's kind of one of those, you know, you know, back to the future, going back and messing up your, you know, like he did messing up the initial meeting of his mom and dad. Not in that ilk, but I would say it's mm-hmm. sort of a derivative of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying anything else because, man, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it 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 puts spin on a on a, a time on a time worn <laughs> insult that people say to people sometimes. Not going any further than that. Not going any further than that. You'll understand when you watch the movie. Predestination. Ethan Hawke. Well, and he's uh, brilliant. I, I mean, watch, don't watch it when you're sleepy. Okay, don't watch it when you're sleepy. <laughs> you'll miss something, or you'll go to sleep with your head. Yeah, and you'll wake up at the you no. Know, watch it when you can pay attention. You know, uh-huh. men of you know don't don't have like a six pack in you or anything. I mean, <laughs> just pay attention. It is crazy town, crazy town. Uh, I can't believe that wasn't on your list. Did you like that movie? Did you like it, or is it just? Yes, I. I it's been a very <laughs> long time, and when you mentioned it the other day, it came flashing back, back. To me. <laughs> roaring back, like a time machine, roaring back. Oh yeah. Anyway, so movies that surprised us. I, that was your last one, right? Because I have a, yeah. I have a few rapid fire ones that I'm going to say that I that that I watched that I thought okay. were bad okay. that I were hoping. The okay. movie Bright that was on Netflix with Will Smith. They they promoted the heck out of it, where it was like there was an orc that became a police officer. Oh, it was a war God. with the orcs and fairies. They promoted the heck out of it. It's Will Smith. It was an action movie. I was like so hopeful and it was stupid. Uh-huh. Dumb, 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 dumb. Same thing on Netflix, Sandra Bullock, Bird Box, dumbest thing I've ever seen. You can describe what you want, but I going down a river in, while you're blindfolded is stupid. With two children with on two top children. of that. Dumb, yep. dumb, 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 dumb. The hook, I didn't, never understood the hook. Didn't understand what those monsters were. Stupid movie. Didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Big budget fair that's got dumped on quite a bit. Wonder Woman 1984. Ugh. Especially since it was a follow-up to a very well-done movie in Wonder Woman. Um, Wonder Woman 1984, they said, we're going to do a sequel. We're going to bring back Chris Pine. Crap. We killed him. <laughs> How are we going to bring how are we going to bring him back? The stupidest hmm. way possible. Let's think of the dumbest way we could possibly do it. And then let, let's do that. I mean, you, you know, and, literally and, it's a superhero movie. You know, you can do anything you want to do. Yes. And right when they were finishing the script, the director 
said out loud to herself, because we have the footage, she said out loud to herself, is there a way that I could make this suck even bigger moose balls? <laughs> That's what we'll do with Chris Pine. That's what go. happened. So uh, apologies to my daughter who did like the movie, but she yeah. just says, well, I like Cheetah. And I'm like, okay. Okay. A, a fairly decent performance by Kristen Wiig. Okay, no problem. Or was it? Uh, one big budget movie that I'm going to dump on, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Um, aliens, Nazis, Nazi aliens. <laughs> Stupid. Let's, let's pick one and stick with it. Let's yeah. not combine them. No, dumb, 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 especially considering the how good the other three movies were that you know the second one's kind of eh, temple of doom but uh, uh-huh. again such high hopes it was one of those things where like, i'm gonna get to take my kids to an indiana jones movie <laughs> uh since we had some movies on here from mr emily Shalaman, i will say the happening mark uh-huh. Wahlberg plays a science teacher you lost me <laughs> lost me on Mar- I mean, no, he's not. He's not a scientist. What's about, what's happening? The trees are killing us. What? I I think maybe we should do a podcast called "Why the Hell Did I Even Watch That?" Right. And I think the happening falls right. and signs falls right into um, and uh, that category. One that I have to say because you are such a Ryan Reynolds fan, Six Underground. Uh, oh yeah! Movie I I knew it wasn't going to be any good when Ryan Reynolds was on a talk show and said, "This is the most Michael Bayiest of any Michael Bay movie that has ever Michael Bayed," or something like that. <laughs> and the movie is nothing but just wall to wall ridiculousness. I mean, it has. If I remember correctly, the setup is he's some sort of a rich benefactor, Ryan Reynolds is, who sort of maybe faked his death, but is using his enormous Batman-type wealth uh-huh. to develop a team of people that right wrongs in the world, you know, sort of under the radar. Hence, six people and they're underground. They're underground. Six underground. I, I love Ryan. Love yes. him. Like, meow in capital letters. We right. love Ryan, but that was a very poor choice. Green like, Lantern did he? Was did, better, and he green, got shot and that's, for that. In and that's sad. Yes, yes, which he deserved. So I think. Anyway, that, yeah. but it's nothing but you know. It, imagine if you would a car that's getting ready to take off, and if it's a Michael May movie, you're going to get a shot of the guy stomping the gas pedal. Then you're going to get a shot of the guy ripping the gear shift into gear. And then you're going to get a shot of the wheels spinning. And then you're going to get a shot of somebody gripping the steering wheel. And it's nothing but that the entire movie. And I fell asleep during the movie an hour and it's very long, an hour and 20 minutes into it. And with that much shooty, shooty, bangy, bangy stuff going on, I shouldn't have fell asleep. Yeah. So anyway, and my last one was, and you pretty should have known this was bad, but I had high hopes for Cowboys versus aliens. I'm sorry to say. But it did have Harrison Ford and James Bond in it, um, the, the new James Bond. So did you like Cowboys versus Aliens? This is my frozen face like Medusa um, because I am, I, I am, I have no words that you actually had expectations for that. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, I don't know. But I hoped. I had hopes. 
and I have a mild, although I've, I've liked the movie a little bit better in, uh, in repeated viewings, but Alien 3 I also was very disappointed in. But that, I'm, I'm giving it extra bad points. We talked about giving stuff extra bonus points. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. giving it extra bad points because Aliens, which is Alien 3, is the movie that directly followed that, is, again, one of my very most favorite movies of all time. I love Aliens. Mm-hmm. Aliens is great. Yes. And then again, I went to go see that movie with my brother-in-law hoping, oh man, this is going to be awesome. And I was like, wah, wah. yeah. So anyway, so lots of choices on this podcast, folks. Now that we've spoiled the majority of the movies, right. you can go into it relaxed and you not worried about what's going to happen. But um, enjoy it I have more that I will say for a later date. And I'm okay. sure that you're going to generate more. As oh, I will be generating. Yes. And so we'll have part two at another time. So if you guys have any movies that you want to email us and, and that kind of fit this criteria, a movie that you didn't expect much of and it surprised you or both in a good way and a bad way, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, email mm-hmm. address again is should I watch that to one at gmail.com. And uh, let us know and see if you can give us some good suggestions. And if you're mad at us for, you know, giving spoilers, if you want to say, Oh, and by the way, at the end, <laughs> this happens, you know, Sorry. It's 2021, people. Let it go. Most of the stuff we talked about is at least 15 years old or later. (laughs) Which I think is excellent commentary on the fact that nothing comes out anymore that really has a twist that happens. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. It always gives us bonus points. So good. Uh, So I think we're good. Good good talk. Good talk, man. We'll wrap it up. Put a bow on it again. Uh Uh-huh. And... um, no, actually, I'd prefer to put this one in a gift bag. Oh, in a gift bag. It's just easier, less paper, and then you don't have to try to save okay. the boat. What color tissue bag. paper do we need to put in the bag? Um, hot paint, clear, just sparkles. Um, okay, so I'll thank let you. you buy that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all of our millions of longtime listeners. Yes, international listeners. International, global, if you will. We appreciate right. it. Um, we have fun. We hope you do too. And, uh, Talk to you next time. I'm going to go finish the rocket. Next time. (laughs) All right, Janet. (laughs) Gas is high now. You go fuel that thing up. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Maybe I'm high too. Shut up. All right, guys. (laughs) Talk to you guys later. Thanks. See you. Bye bye.